Welcome to How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? My name is Rebecca, and this is the podcast where I interview my friends and peers to figure out, well, how the fuck they got so confident. In this episode, I Skype with actor, writer, and comedian Mary Holland. We chat about adapting to change, the benefits of playfulness, creating your own opportunities that validate your identity and bring you joy, and so much more. This is How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? with guest Mary Holland. Hey, Mary. Hi. How's it going? How are you, Rebecca? I'm good. How's your quarantine? Oh, so eventful. Is it? How's River, (laughs) your dog? Uh, River is good. Yes, it's it's been uh, an interesting adjustment being home all the time, I think, for her and for us. Yeah, what does she think Uh, about it? I think she really loves it, but she, you know, when we would be busy during the week, we would take her to this great doggy daycare place where she would get to run around and play with a bunch of dogs and they closed. And so she hasn't been able to have her, her social time. Right. So she kind of wild right now. (laughs) Yeah. She's a little, I mean, I think we've settled into a routine, which has been very helpful because she's still very much a puppy and that first year, it was all about how do we, how do we stop her from having so much energy? How do we like get her energy out? How do we? And it felt impossible. Like it felt like we just had to keep her entertained all day. And so I think it's actually been good for all of us to be like, oh no, it's okay. We can do a few walks a day. She understands that that's her routine, yeah. and it's all great. And she's like a lab mix, or a... <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. She's a lab pit mix. She's got a lot of. She got a lot, lot of energy. energy. Uh, well, thanks a lot so of thanks so much for doing this. Um, yeah, of course. I was telling you, you were one of the first people I thought of when I thought of people that have confidence, and so I'm very excited to talk to you about it. It's so nice of you. Thank you. <laughs> do, you do you consider yourself a confident person? No, you no, don't? no. I mean, uh, no, <laughs> no. I really don't. Um, I, I think that. I think I experience, I don't know if you feel this way, but I experience confidence when I'm lucky enough to come by it. It It is in waves. It happens in like, I'll get this like gust of confidence and mm-hmm. feel so great and good and, and believe in myself so much. And then, and then it will go away and it's like, it's either feast or famine. Right. Either you, I'm very, I feel very confident or I feel like I'm the worst person. Yeah. Ever when do you, do you like, can you put a timeline to like when you feel these confident waves? Like what's happening in your life when you feel that way? Um, I definitely think I experience it the most and the most consistently. I feel like when I'm, engaged in something creative, Mm. either performing, doing improv at at UCB or wherever, doing shows and, and just really working that creative muscle or, or like actually at work or, you know, filming something that I think is when I'm able to keep my head above water and feel the most confident. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think that that has a lot to do with having a an audience validation. Yeah, I was like, gonna I was gonna ask. Yeah. Do you feel the same way 
in terms of confidence when you're like at home writing because you're you're also a writer as well as an actor um right do you feel that sense of confidence when you're doing creative things at home on your own or does it need that like audience or like group mind to make you feel that confidence I think I really do need that audience or, or a group mind or even just somebody to collaborate with. Mm-hmm. I, I feel very, I I really get a lot of inspiration and feel that I'm contributing the most when I'm bouncing ideas around with somebody or having some sort of ensemble spirit to, to the creativity. Mm-hmm. I have a very hard time writing on my own. Um, I've, I've attempted it a few times and it's, it doesn't come very easily. And I I think, yeah, that confidence is a big, big part of it and not having someone or multiple people there to be like, yeah, that let's spitball on that idea or like, you know, building something together. I think really. Is that sort of why you leaned into improv more so than stand? I don't even know if you have a relationship with stand up comedy or anything like that. Did you ever have that? Yeah. So no, I never tried that. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that has to do with just like feeling that creativity and that confidence from a collaboration from like a team and not like having any interest in that. Yeah, I I think so. I think that is what drew me to improv because it is such a collective experience. It's it's I came up through the theater world and it's all about ensemble and like all these artists coming together to build to build a world and it's not it's not any one person's job to build the world and I think that that taking the pressure off myself to be the one with all the answers and just know as a group that we'll find something together. I think that really, yeah, it gives me the, the, the safe space that I need to feel confident. How does that impact you right now being in quarantine, like feeling creative or confident when you don't, when you aren't able to be in a group setting or maybe you are via zoom or I'm not sure how you're, how you're um, interacting with people at this time. Totally. I'm doing a lot of zooming. (laughs) I'm zoom, zoom, zooming, baby, (laughs) left and right. Um, Yeah. I, it has actually been, in some senses, easier to get together. Well, definitely easier to get together with people because we're all at home and don't have a ton going on. (laughs) So there's like a lot more flexibility with people's schedules. But I think just the convenience of being able to just sit down with a computer, open Zoom, hop on Zoom with people. It's, it's so convenient that it, it, I've been writing so much more. Oh, than really? I, I was going to ask yeah, you. Yeah, than I was previously. Yeah. That's great. And you have, are, and do you have one particular writing partner or are you writing with just a bunch of different people? Writing with a bunch of different people right now. Previously, I had written a movie with Clea Duvall. Right, and you just shot and, that, right? And we just shot that. And I mean, by the skin of our teeth, I we know, got that done. I know. I was like, you were just I can't there. believe it. Yeah, I can't believe it. Um, and we, we've written uh, like a treatment for a TV show and another movie. So, um, and then she's, she's got other projects that mm-hmm. she's got going on right now. So we're not writing anything actively at the moment, mm-hmm. but I am writing things with 
Betsy Sidaro and Maureen Barucha were working on this horror movie idea. And yeah, just like multiple little. Oh my God. Uh, That's going to be so good. Knowing the people, knowing you and those people that I'm so excited. We're so excited for it. I think it's going to be really fun, but it, yeah, it has been, it has been cool to be able to continue being creative, even though we can't all be together physically. Totally. Were you, do you consider yourself like, were you confident as a child growing up? I was. And then I learned better. Uh, <laughs> I, I was confident. I think I was pretty fearless as a kid. Yeah. I really, I had such an active imagination that I could really disappear into my, my own world and just like keep myself entertained for hours and hours. And I just, I wasn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have any self doubt or anything. I just did. Was confidence something your parents instilled in you or whoever you grew? I'm not sure who you grew up with and what your family dynamic was, but was that like an attribute that they wanted you to have? I'm sure they did. I, I can't point to any specific lesson that was taught that was like, you know, instilling confidence in me. I, I honestly think it, it might've just come from being left to my own devices a lot. Like I'm the youngest of three. Mm-hmm. And so I would play with my siblings all the time. And we, we lived in the woods in Virginia. Um, so there was a lot of nature to play around in. And um, I, I made friends really easily as, as a kid growing up. And so I was just sort of, yeah, I think I was just kind of left to my, yeah, to my own devices. And, and that, that I think I just sort of nourished an, an imagination and um, a uh, uh, playfulness that I think has really stuck with me. That's good. Since then, yeah. Did something, uh, you mentioned like being younger, being confident, and then being older, maybe losing that a little bit. Is that... Yeah. Can you pinpoint like a moment that you felt like you were losing your confidence or? Yeah. Oh yeah. Middle school. Really? <laughs> um, oh yeah. I, I remember there, it was, I think middle school for everybody is a pretty tough time. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just starting to like go into puberty and there's all these changes and you're also navigating all these emotional shifts that are happening in your friend group. And, um, yeah, I, I remember that it, it all had to do with like, who's friends now and who's not friends now. Like it was like, we all of a sudden just turned on each other yeah. is what the feeling was. Right. And, and that really crushed my confidence. And there was, there was a, a guy that I had a crush on in middle school who we ended up being great friends later, but there was a semester, a month or two where uh, he made fun of me a lot. Mm. And that I think really destroyed or contributed to the destruction of my. Yeah. I think middle school, and this is maybe just my experience. Middle school was harder for me than high school. I know a lot of people have issues in high school, but for me, by that time I already like had lost friends and then regained other friends and sort of, I mean, 
nowhere close to finding myself, but like more so than in middle school when everybody has like hormones and they're totally kind of, you're getting to be more independent at that point and finding your own point of view and people are not very nice in middle school. I'm discovering. No. And they're testing boundaries. Yes. Like they're, they're uh, trying to define those boundaries for themselves and trying to understand what a friendship is. And you do that by, I guess, blowing it up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, I agree with you that middle school was much it's, harder for me than, than high school. So you yeah. maybe lost a little bit of confidence then. Did you, at what point did you regain it? It's a great question. High school, did you feel confident or did it take college? Cause no. you, what, where did you go to <laughs> college again? I went to Northern Illinois university, and which you, is and you studied just outside Chicago. Yeah. Yes, I okay. got my BFA in acting from there. So it was like a, uh, like a conservatory acting program. Um, I think, I think it, I, I definitely, I lost it around sixth grade. It stayed away for many years. <laughs> um, and then my junior and senior year, I went away to this um, arts school in Michigan and I was just plunged into this whole new world and just surrounded by uh, a bunch of kids who were all very artistic uh, of different, you know, disciplines. So you switched and I switched schools. Yeah. And your junior year in high school, you moved. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it it was a boarding school that I went to. It was in Michigan. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was really like, just totally in this completely new world with new people and new perspectives and my horizons just got totally uh broadened during that time and I got such perspective on the just (laughs) I guess how big the world is in that time because I, I grew up in a tiny town in Virginia and everybody that I went to school with we had known each other since preschool so it was like you're, you're really in a, in a bubble there. And then going away to this, this school, I was like, whoa, there's this whole other, you know, world out there. Was that scary? It was terrifying. Was that (laughs) like your decision to go to, you wanted to go to boarding school and you wanted, and it was performing arts related? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds so scary. It was so scary. It was, it was really scary those first few months, but then, but then I think there was something about it being such a new experience and new, totally new everything. Like I, I almost had to start over mm-hmm. with making friends and, um, you know, defining myself within this new community. And I think that, uh, I, I wouldn't say that I felt confident, but I felt, I felt more, a sense of fearlessness like that I had when I was a kid. I, I think I s- s- kind of unearthed that, that playfulness that I think really is the, the, the confidence that I do have when I experience it. I think if that's the bedrock of it. So it's almost like doing this new scary thing and seeing that it's, that you, that you can do it. So like kind of a win in that way. 
Yeah. Or being yeah. plunged into the deep end, kind of, and having to learn how to swim. I'm trying to think of, right. like, how, how to word that, like. that's. I think that's totally accurate, because there was no other way to handle it. Right. Like, I, I could leave, or I could stay, and staying meant just adapting. Right. And I, I, I think that that is what, what had to happen and I kind of made myself adapt adapting is a really good one and so then I it must have made going to college for you a lot easier because you basically had been doing that already yes that transition was much easier I think because of that um it's always so hard to be yanked from a community that you're familiar with and you know where you stand within that community. Like you're, you're able to, it's community is such a big part of identity for me. And I think for a lot of people. And so when you leave one community and go to a new community, it's that transition is always very difficult and tricky. But I think the more, the more you leap from community to community, the more, the easier, the more comfortable, I guess you get with that. Right. With that change. With that change. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's not necessarily that it, it, the change, it, you don't feel stressed or worried or, or any of those emotions during the change, but you just get used to it. Would you say um, that? No, go ahead. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you say that community and who you surround yourself with, do you feel that that impacts your confidence? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I think for me, being someone who really enjoys and thrives off of collaboration, Mm -hmm. I have found that surrounding myself with like-minded people or or people who challenge me or people who inspire me Mm -hmm. are people who... I think also a thing that that makes me feel more confident is when I can feel enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And I and not everyone enjoys me. <laughs> and so I, I, I don't know if I believe that. I've never uh, met anybody who doesn't enjoy Mary Holland. <laughs> oh, I'll give you some names and numbers once we get, get yeah. off the phone. But I, I think that um, that made me feel much more confident being in like college. Yes, for sure. I was in a small, uh, group of students as we were going through this program together. And there was a real, it was a really tight bond we had as a group. Cause we were, you're doing like these crazy, like acting exercises in front of oh, each yeah. other. You have to be so vulnerable yeah. <laughs> and, and just so not afraid of looking dumb. And so I think we supported each other in that way. And you know, created a safe space for all of us to go there with each other. Um, so in that sense, for sure. And then when I moved to LA, the, I started taking classes around, I would take some acting classes before I started doing improv and, and there are, Everyone I met in these classes, I really enjoyed the company of and, again, was, like, inspired by them and challenged by them. But I really struggled those first few months that I was living in L.A. because I didn't have a built-in community anymore. And I wasn't 
sure that I fit into the one that I was attempting to build. Yes. I relate <laughs> like to that I, a lot. Yeah. Like, and I, I felt not, not that anybody was, was mean or didn't like me or anything, but I just felt not fully understood or, um, or, uh, enjoyed or, or like the atmosphere wasn't a playful one, I guess. And I think that that's what I found in improv. What do you think? Why do you think there wasn't that playfulness or that like camaraderie in the classes that you were taking in LA the first couple months, but that you did find an improv? I think, I think a lot of that was, you know, where I was at mentally and emotionally. I, I was going through a, a, a really tough time. It was so hard moving to a city. I lived by myself. I, yeah, I, I didn't know anybody, but there wasn't a means, like we weren't, all living together and having to take these classes together like you do at school like you're you sort yeah, of like you sort of felt isolated. go to class yeah, yeah you go to class like once a week and I would definitely I struck up friendships with a lot of the people I was in class with and would hang out with them sometimes outside of class but uh I think there was this I felt kind of in free fall where there was no uh like I don't know how to put it there was no there was no like collective building towards a goal together. Mm. It was like, we would just all go to class and do our scenes. And that was great. And like very informative. And I learned a lot, but then everybody just went about their lives and you were only on stage for however long your scene was. And then you would watch everyone else. And, and I think with improv, it was like, everybody is in this, like primordial soup together and we're all trying to build a thing all together. And I think that, that, that unlocked something for me where I felt I didn't feel like lost anymore. I sort of felt like I had a purpose or a, um, a goal within that, that structure. Yeah. So it's almost if like that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So like finding, improv and that community was almost more similar to theater school than this like acting class in between where there wasn't necessarily a goal that everyone was working towards together it was just like right. we come, we do our thing we get our rep we leave versus right when you're when you are training in improv you're doing shows together you're maybe working towards being on a house team you're you know yeah doing all that sorts of thing you're all like working towards something together that makes sense I never thought of it like that though Um, right you're fully immersed in this it it is a community I mean you're just fully immersed in this world and you you know from having a creative goal together you then that then branches off into like you have such strong friendships from that and you you have similar discover people with similar senses of humor or Mm -hmm. you know you I I think there is something about having a um uh especially with improv I mean with theater when you're putting up a play or something everyone is working towards a common goal and it's so much uh all like all hands on deck teamwork and then with improv there's something even more like 
scary and undefined that I think makes those bonds even more intense because you don't know what you're building. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like the, the, the building is like happening in front of you and any one contribution could change it or could make it go more in this direction. And I think that that just really, uh, it pulls all your focus and attention into it so that there's, there's no time right. to be to be thinking I suck. Right, right. <laughs> how, how would how do you think other than like finding a community with like common goals? What else did improv in particular give you for confidence? Is it like yeah, like did failing have something to do with it, or you tell me? Yeah, I think I have never been afraid to look stupid <laughs> or silly or, or why goofy. is that why are some people they have that fear and I wonder why why do you not why are you not worried about looking silly or stupid I think a defense mechanism growing up was that's how I will that's my value is to be funny or to be silly that's like I even in elementary school when I when I felt the most confident in my life, <laughs> uh, I very quickly understood that oh my value in this world is is to make people laugh or like do something silly or or just be be just kind of not so not in control. How did you find that as an elementary school kid? I know we're kind of jumping around here, but no, like, please, yeah. as an elementary school kid and you realize I can be funny and, and silly and that's actually benefiting me, was comedy in your family at all? Was that something you're, you're, you learned from your family or where did you learn I this? I think so. I, I mean, my dad's always very funny, was always very goofy growing up. And then um, my brother, I think, was a real cut up with his with his friends and my sister's very funny. Um, but I, I think it was more of, uh, I lived in a fantasy world in my head a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I, and so I think I just cared less about controlling what was happening in the real world or it, that just wasn't a priority for me. Like, I, I think about it sometimes with my face. <laughs> uh, my, I, when I'm in my not confident zone, I'm like, my face is insane. It, it's all over the place. It, I make these crazy expressions. <laughs> I, it's like, I, it's like my face is made of rubber. And How do you awful. know this? I just, I just can see my face. Really? And I also feel like I'm so, I'm, I'm, I use my face so much. Oh, I see. And, and a lot of the time, or yes, in my not confident moments, I'm like, I use my face too much. But then in my confident moments, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so free with my face. I have no control. Like, I, and I'm not trying to control it. And I think that that's, that's cool. And, and that makes me feel good. But then, but then when I feel bad, it's like, Oh my God, I can't control it. That's <laughs> or, so I, funny. or I don't control it. And maybe I should be controlling it. Right. More. Um, yeah. 
Oh, where, where were we? I know. At I'm like, right no, before I'm that. Like, uh, uh, we where were talking were we about at? like finding oh, being we, funny as a kid and like how you found yes. that and how that plays into improv now. Yeah, I I think that 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 it was just that sense of uh, I because I lived in this fantasy sort of uh, imaginary zone in my head. I I never developed a a sense of in order to fit in, I need to do this. Like I, I never like, I, I think I developed that in some ways with behavior, but, but just as far as like my emotions being on my sleeve or, and my face being expressive and just like going for it, like fully committing to something. I think I just, uh, I think, yes, that, that, that little thing that, the question of that I think can stop someone is like, what if I look dumb? What if, what if I fail? What if I, what if I'm not beautiful or what if I, uh, what if this is not a flattering look or choice or whatever? And, and I think that somehow over the course of my childhood, that, that voice just, it's just not very loud for Mm. me. Um, in those moments, and I think that the, I think to to me what improv gave me as far as confidence, it is just the purest form of play, and and collaboration. It's so pure, and I think that when I really like dove into it and was taking classes and doing shows and like having practice groups and, and all of that. I, I just, it was like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. It's sort of this, that sense of playfulness that buoyed me through my early childhood. I, I found once again in this art form and it just, I, in fact, like failing or looking stupid or, or, you know, making a big move, is celebrated in improv. <laughs> like you're, you, you're supported and encouraged and, uh, it's, it's so fun. It feels so celebratory mm-hmm. of that, of that playfulness. And I think that that really, when I lose myself in it, it just, I feel, you know, invincible, unstoppable. Is there a moment that you can think of in your adult life, maybe since being in LA that, your confidence was really challenged, whether it be like through a personal quote unquote failure or a career quote unquote failure, or just like, I don't know, it doesn't seem like you ever get embarrassed. So maybe not an embarrassment, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I, it's totally not to say I don't get embarrassed. I think the there's, it's just in the moment I, I don't have a, a thing that's stopping me from, yeah, I love from that. making a silly yeah. move. But that's not to say that afterwards, <laughs> I'm not like, oh my God, <laughs> like so embarrassed by something. Cause I, I definitely get embarrassed. Okay, so it's okay. not to say, not to say that at all, but there, I just, on the front end of it, I don't really have a thing that stops me. Right. You just dive um, right in. Right. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I feel like, <laughs> how do I say this? So my confidence, 
is forever challenged. Like I, I'm, I'm never, I'm never in a place where I'm like, I'm 100% confident all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always like peaks and valleys and yep. peaks and valleys. But I, those first are basically all of my twenties were, I think the, the toughest time for me as far as, um, uh, as far as confidence goes, I, when I moved to LA, I, I had these dreams of acting and, and being in movies and being in TV. And for eight plus years, I, uh, auditioned and I never got anything like never even came close. And that really, that was a blow to me on such a core level <laughs> where it wasn't just like, Oh, I want to be acting and I, I'm, I don't have the opportunity to do it. Um, you know, that that's a blow to one's confidence, but it performing and acting and, and, uh, you know, being in a, creative environment where I'm contributing something to the whole as this in this ensemble sense um is so much a part of how I identify who I am and so when that when I that wasn't happening or I couldn't do that or I was told no it was like shattering I was like well I don't know who I am yeah. <laughs> uh so that there were very dark times you know in that all of my twenties, basically, where I really wrestled with that of, okay, how do I, if if these opportunities that I'm like going out for are not happening, how do I, how do I create those opportunities for myself so that my I don't lose my entire sense of self? <laughs> so what did you do? Yeah. What did you do so you didn't feel like you what? lost your sense of self. How, how did you, how did you combat that? I doing improv and then doing practice groups and like going to these indie improv shows that truly saved my life. Really? Um, oh yeah. It was, it was, it was almost like how I sometimes visualize it is it's like I was looking at these at this star that was like so far away and I had no idea how I was going to get to this place and I didn't even think you know in my darkest moments I was like I'm not even supposed to I'm mm-hmm. I'm the worst I can't do this I'm I'm uh I'm not equipped to reach the star that I, that I like so desperately want to. And then the shift that happened was I kind of, I didn't, of course that, that, that dream was uh, never left me, but I sort of left behind the, the idea that I needed to figure out how I was going to get there or Mm. something. I kind of just let it go Mm. And then refocused on what was like presently within my reach or like in front of me. When you say let it go, you let go the idea of how to get 
how to become a film and television actress traditionally in regards to like, I have to audition and then I have to book a a guest star and then a series regular and then that's it. So you let go of that idea. Is that what, is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that again is not to say that I was like, well, then it's not going to happen. (laughs) It's not letting go in that way. It was more of a sort of a, I was holding on to it with this like vice grip because I wanted it so badly and it was what I felt I was meant to be doing. And so then when I just loosened the grip and was like, okay, yes, that's what I want, but I can't like visualize how that's going to happen. And in fact, it's making me feel awful trying to think of how I'm going (laughs) to make this happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to see what's right in front of me. And it was, it was sort of a lesson in being 100% present in the current moment, which is very challenging and hard to do and, and not, not something that you can, it's so much easier said than done. But I, I think what, what saved me was like, or (laughs) what gave me my identity back was being like, okay, well, what, where am I right now? And who's, who's in my life now? And what do my, what do I have that's right here in front of me? That is something that I can engage with in that way that makes me feel fulfilled creatively. And that you're in control of, you're in control of getting up and going to do an interview show to a certain extent. And, you know, you're in control of, of being on stage in those moments, whereas the auditions or what have you, that's not, that's not even something that you can control. Totally. And recognizing what you can and can't control. I think like something that I come up against sometimes is learning how to be present. Like you were saying, being a hundred percent present in the current moment without losing your goals without, without losing that thing that you still are striving to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I 100% do. It's, it's, it is really tricky and it's hard to, there were, I almost didn't, I couldn't even think about how, what I was presently doing was going to lead to any goal. Right. Like you, for me, at least it, I, I could not, uh, bridge that gap because it was too painful. Cause I couldn't see how it was going to make anything happen. Right. You're like, um, how is going to this black box theater right, to play with my right. friends going to make me a movie star or a TV star or what have you? Yeah. Yeah. And, I get that. And, uh, there is, yeah, they're just in dwelling on that is just painful. <laughs> um, so it it was a sort of, I guess, a shifting of the goalpost to like, how can I be, how can I make myself feel happy and creative and fulfilled right now without worrying where it's going to lead or trying or trying to steer it in a particular way. Uh, and then over gradually over time, uh, the path became clearer or like there, there were more distinct moments where it was like, Oh, okay. And then like uh, 
some it's it's almost like the light started to shine a little bit farther ahead in the forest or something where it was like oh got it but it's even then it's it still wasn't like okay now I see how I get to the thing it was just like oh and then that oh and then these people it just sort of felt and I was happy in the moment like I didn't I didn't need that that thing to happen to be happy I was feeling so good and happy just creating with you know these people that were so um special to me when you started to book television roles and movie roles was that could you you couldn't see that in the moment that you were going to these going to doing these indie improv shows so did that just take time like when did that transition happen into from being you know on stage doing indie shows to being in film and television um was it just like a steady uphill battle that just like it was just time or did like something happen or it was just time yeah and and I was still auditioning sporadically throughout that time period, but I I went from when I first moved to LA being like, oh, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it, <laughs> to um, there's no way I'll get this. <laughs> and uh, I think that I think that in throughout the course of that auditioning over that time period and playing a bunch and just being in this community where, you know, there, there is such a wonderful, I, I'm sure this is true in many communities, but in the improv community, for sure, where there's like friends, hire friends. And, you know, you, you get, you get lifted up by the totally. group. Um, and, and then I think, I think that mixed with my mentality when I would go into these auditions where I, I stopped being precious about them. I just kind of, of course, you know, prepared in a way that felt good. And then, and then just was like, <laughs> I, this might not be the healthiest thing, but it was, I was like, well, I'm, I'm not good for this. Right. Or right I'm right. not right for this. Or just like throwing away the audition sides at the end of the audition and being like, yeah. all right, it's done. What's my next thing that I need to do today? You know? Exactly. Yeah. It just sort of letting it, letting them come and go. Um, I was shocked when I got my, my first like TV guest star thing. I, I was completely shocked. Uh, and so excited that it, it finally happened. I mean, I had been auditioning for a decade and then it, and then it happened. Right. Um, but I really do, uh, think that for whatever reason that happened because there was a, a true sense of joy in what was currently happening in my life. Mm -hmm. Like without, without needing it. Almost. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. So would you feel, would you say that like doing improv and these other shows and doing these things that you love gave you more confidence in the audition room, like auditioning from in the beginning versus, you know, up totally. Until, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it took the it took the the edge off or the the pressure off because I already had this like amazing creative endeavor that I was fully engaged in, right? And got so much out of, 
And then the audition became this uh, opportunity that would come up, but it wasn't the only chance I had to perform. Right. Um, so it, yeah, I, I think that the doing improv and feeling so enjoyed and celebrated and so much a part of a group and a, a collective endeavor that completely filled me up and made made the auditions less of a terrifying thing right is there are there any do you do anything now currently to give you confidence in your life whether it's like I have a friend who it doesn't have to be related to auditions but I have a friend who before auditions in her car she just says like let this be for me and like that's her mantra going into it And Mm -hmm. I have other friends who are really big into TM, Transcendental Meditation, and they do that to give themselves confidence. Or um, I know Casey loves working out and playing basketball, and that gives him confidence. Is there something that you do in your day-to-day life that helps you with confidence? Right. I I don't have a a ritual of any kind or a a routine, but one thing that has – that I do try to practice. And when I, when I have like mindfully or intentionally practiced it, it, it does give me this, a sense of confidence. And I, I do bring it with me into a, a audition situation or, or, uh, something like that is, uh, just thinking about everything that I'm grateful for. Oh, gratitude. Um, yeah. That's big. Yeah, it it is like even just being grateful for the chance to go in for this thing or being grateful for that you have a car that can take you to the thing and that you like have a, you know, people in your life that you can talk to about. There's so many things to be grateful for. And that forces me to be in the present moment. And when I'm thinking about everything that I have currently that I'm so grateful for. Um, and then I feel so excited to be in my life and that, that is confidence to me. Well, this has been such a treat. I'm going to break down what I wrote down for like, okay, great. Mary's tips for confidence. Um, (laughs) I wrote down a lot, so bear with me here. I'm going to start from the beginning. Okay. Creativity, being a part of an ensemble slash collaboration, independence, perspective changes, being thrown into the deep end, adapting to change, being a part of a community with goals together, having an imagination as a kid, playfulness, creating opportunities on your own to validate your identity, being present in the current moment, letting things come and go with less preciousness, having many things that bring you joy rather than just one thing, and gratitude. Yeah. That's that a, sounds that's like a pretty that's a pretty damn good list right there, if I may say so myself. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? I'd love to hear from listeners about things that have helped you build your confidence, whether that's a mantra, a routine, maybe a favorite book or an event that you went through, leave it in the review section. Or if you have a question regarding confidence that you'd love to hear discussed on this podcast, you can leave that in the review section as well and I'll check it out. Thanks again.